podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood. And you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! special guest. Her name is Sammy. Uh, Sammy, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> no, it's been a, we've been trying to get this arranged for a while, but um, yeah, anyway, glad you finally made it happen. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, it's good. All right. So yeah, so, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. And yeah, tell us, tell us your story. Tell us your story. Sammy. Um, I was born in Logan, Utah. Ah, yeah. I was in the church basically my whole life up until I was 18 or so. Um, I was forced into it. My parents were very Jack Mormon and my grandma was like the one that was pushing the religion on everyone. And we... We're forced to go every Sunday, and it was it was hard. And I just, like as a kid, it, none of it ever made sense. Mm. It was just really confusing to me because like I don't know if you guys know the song "Families Are Together Forever." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my aunt she had passed away in 2014, and that was when I really started questioning because she had committed suicide. Oh. And so sorry to hear that. That's really hard. Yeah. Um, but she had passed away from that, and after like. And that Sunday, like, the Sunday after she had passed, that was the song played in And I was so confused on if I would see her again. Yeah. And then I started questioning, like, the ceiling and, like, all this other stuff because it didn't make sense. And um, in seminary one day, um, I don't know if I can say this, but in seminary one day, um, we had a teacher, and he had, and we were talking about the plan of salvation and what was to be expected. And he had said, "Well, Hitler himself won't go to hell." Oh, yeah. Yes, we've yeah. had this conversation because he never was given the gospel and rejected it, so he can still accept the gospel. It oh oh oh, I can't. That's infuriating. Yeah. I, I put myself in like someone else's shoes, and I was like, "Can you imagine if I was?" Like, coming from, like, the concentration camps or, like, you know, a family member of someone, like, that went through all that. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was just done. I knew that there is no way that that can be real. Yeah, um, like, we're viewed as apostates because we had the religion and went through the temple and have turned away. But we're, we're worse than Hitler. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. make it make sense. Make yeah. it make sense. 
And so I became, and so after that, I kind of just stopped going to church. I, I started dyeing my hair. I started, like, I have a bunch of tattoos now. Yes. <laughs> I got my nose pierced, like, everything. I was just, like, this little rebel. And um, I was, I was kind of, I turned into the black sheep of my family. And I was just treated so differently. And I moved out at 18, like, because my, like, my family's very toxic because of it. And so I had done all that. And then um, with the church and everything, I started reading more into it the last year or so. And then I wanted to find a way to help others, like, trying to leave the religion. And I started an Instagram. And... um that's helped me a lot and then I finally moved out of Utah um in September and that's when I got my records removed oh nice. yay welcome to the club <laughs> <laughs> the black sheep removed records club <laughs> cool crew <laughs> and so I did that and um I've had a lot of my friends do it because I have and it's just been it's been so nice and I've kind of after the records have been removed I feel like a chapter's closed and um, I've kind of taken a break from my Instagram because I'm just not in that place anymore but like there is healing after all of it and there is ways to be able to move forward even after all this trauma has happened because I know a lot of people have had it way worse in the church than I have like going through the temple and um, being in it for it doesn't most of but them. don't definitely don't like minimize your trauma because your trauma to you is the worst trauma you've had, right? So yeah. I think it's important for people that even didn't go through to temple to recognize that it was a traumatic experience and you did have things happen to you that you do have to unravel and yeah. disengage from. So yeah, I think it's very courageous of you to reach out to other people and say like, yeah, this is this is not a good place and there is healing afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and my mom, she she passed away in September of 21. Oh, so sorry. Uh, and I think after she died, that's kind of when the rest of my family started pulling away. Um, because she was just, she was really sick and her death was like out of nowhere. It was completely. And my dad he's changed a lot like he used to be very pushing of the gospel and now he's just I think he's starting to realize like everything is false yeah starting to see like kind of the cover has been taken off his eyes and he's seeing yeah. things as they really are like bad things still happen to good people right yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's so tough yeah uh, it's fun. It's not funny. Um, it's interesting how grief can bring about because my sim story is pretty similar to that. And that my I think that's when it started for me was when my sister passed away and like I couldn't handle the grief. And then also my sexuality, you know, that goes into that. But like the grief um, and knowing like people saying like, oh, you're going to see her again. It's going to be fine. And like kind of minimizing my grief and making me feel like like I'm feeling this panic inside of me and this like hopelessness 
and yet I'm supposed to go to church and feel like everything's wonderful. Like the Sunday after, like my sister passed away on a, a was it set Friday night? I want to say yeah, it was a Friday it was night. A Friday and then night. Um, we had the Saturday, and then my dad forced us to go to church on that Sunday and said, we need to go and partake of the sacrament. Ugh. And I was like, I literally do not want to go there. And the stake president was there and he wanted to, and he called us out and said, and like said, we are sorry for your loss, which is, I'm intentions were great, but I'm just like, I don't want to feel this right now. I'm still in shock. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I, I understand. I empathize with you on that. Like, it's interesting that grief carries that, like, it has that power to open your eyes to, to a lot of things, um, especially when it comes to the the church. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Losing my son was what kicked everything off for me for sure. Cause it, it hits in that spot in your heart where you're like, what do I actually believe in? Yeah. 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 I know with like when my family members passed away, they took it, especially like after my mom, cause I was out of the church completely at this point. Um, they had used it kind of as a leverage to mm. pull you back in. And their bishop showed up because um, I lived in Roy when my mom passed. My family was still up in Logan. Somehow the bishop got my new address and Oof. he showed up. And I just told him, I was like, I'm not interested. And it's it's just interesting to see like how far the church will go to get their way with things. Mm-hmm. Didn't we even talk to a missionary who they were told by, like, their mission president to, like, find families that were grieving to teach? That was, that was you. That, yeah, was that you? Was yeah, I thought so. I was like, I can't uh, remember if it was We you were told by my mission president to look for people who were going through life changes, and one of the big ones was grieving and death. And um, so pray on those people who pray are on the vulnerable things, divorces, death in the family, um, like anything like that like just moved or something you know like big life changes because that's when you're most vulnerable and you can like get in there and be like oh by the way you know and i it's a legit thing that they would say all the time to us it's a whole horrible sales tactic yeah that's crazy yeah i don't know Um, i oh sorry go ahead no you go ahead Uh, (laughs) That actually makes sense, though, because after my mom died, my 10-year-old brother, he's never really had much to do with the church. Um, He's kind of been in and out his whole life. Um, After my mom died, the missionaries came over, and, like, within three months, he was baptized, and he didn't even know what it meant. Oh. Oh, I feel, oh, that poor kid. Like, he's he's lost his mom, and he's already, like in such a and he's 10 so he's like a tween he's getting to that like crazy oh that poor kid and now he has to deal with the fucking church yeah. <laughs> like on top of it like just Ugh. so they can bump their numbers up like yeah. and get his tithing eventually and oh yeah and i had asked him why he wanted to be baptized and he was like i just don't want the missionaries to bug me anymore <laughs> i mean yeah it works right (laughs) they can be persistent i had a i have a friend she was actually my sister that passed away it's her one of her best friends um and i was talking to her i ran into her like a a store here and um she's like oh yeah we've been looking into the the church 
And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then um, she <laughs> she said that, like, they would not leave her or her family alone. Like, it became harassment, basically. Like, the things that she was telling me, like, they were just like – and they, um, they got – like the church members to harass them too about like getting baptized and so she's like we liked it at first but then they started getting all clingy you know <laughs> why are you so obsessed with me <laughs> I, oh, I hate it i, I hate it it's been too cold here so i haven't seen the missionaries out so it bothered me in a while <laughs> uh, i see them even here in idaho um I'm like, uh, I'm like you, Sammy. I live in Mormonville, which, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'll see them randomly, like on their P days, and I'm like, Ugh, you still have to wear your shirt and ties on. Ugh. And I, it's very triggering for me when I see them, though. But sometimes I'm like, I should stop them and just be like, hey, who are you guys? And just act all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, um, what are, you said you have the Instagram, but, and you've like kind of pulled away, but have you found other things that have kind of helped you like, um, work through like leaving the church and. Yeah. Um, so my fiance, <laughs> um, he, he has a similar background except he was Baptist. Oh, uh, and we went, and he went through, like, the same transition. And one day, we used to drive from Utah to Casper all the time. Um, and so we just have conversations. And there's one thing that he said that has always stick, stuck with me. And I've been trying to find an answer for it. And it was, if God knows everything, then why are we here if he knows exactly the choices we'll make and where we're going to end up? And after that, it's, it's, I haven't found an answer and it's kind of just pushed me away to agnostic, to being agnostic. Um, and I think that's really what helped me be able to leave the church completely is starting to do more research into certain religions and seeing like how they all started and especially with the Mormon church and Joseph Smith and his like Joseph Smith's background is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Have you read the CES letter? Yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> Good <girl. laughs> and just seeing everything he's done to get, to try to get the church started. Um, I just, I, I, it's crazy to me that there's still people who want to be a part of something that, has many many um proven points that it's fake yeah oh yeah yeah it's wild to me that you can show a believing member like proof and the cognitive dissonance of like "Mm -mm, nope just gonna that nope and don't look and they just don't look at it i can't i can't it's (laughs) wild and the church cannot withstand like the the day of like social media and technology that's why they're that's why they keep like digging it like don't be on social media don't get on tiktok because exmo talk is like a, it's a thing and it's very like <laughs> exmo talk and exmo reddit are like my favorite places on the internet because <laughs> i just yeah. like sit there and i'm like yeah, yeah yeah you got it exactly right that's exactly how i feel <laughs> very validating <laughs> but even that 
that Google. Like, just Google Joseph. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It cannot stand the day of technology and, like, the internet. The big bad internet. <laughs> the big bad internet. Well, uh, weren't you telling me, Jake, that somebody you were talking to was saying how they, like, Masons know about Joseph Smith and, like, he has a bad reputation? <laughs> like, yeah. He's just some dude that they were like, he's kind of shady. <laughs> like, imagine I love that. Knowing, thinking of Joseph Smith not in the framework of this, like, con man prophet, or even, like, in the church context of, like, this great prophet that founded the church. But think of him as, like, this guy that stole stuff from the Masons and that we just don't like him. <laughs> Apparently this yeah. person was, uh, they were talking to a... Uh, a mason and like the the idea of the the subject of the church came up and they were like oh i know that i know about joseph smith they're like oh so they thought like oh they're gonna talk about the church and they're like yeah i'm a mason and we hate that guy <laughs> same. Uh, same yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same, same, but different. Like we like, we hate him for different reasons. Like, yeah, <laughs> still twenty odd years of my life. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, if you're, let's see, as like far as like. Growing up in the church, when did were you like were you baptized and everything? Like you went through like when did you and your grandma forced that on you? You said, but like yeah. So my mom, I don't remember much about my baptism. I remember like we hadn't really been to church. Sorry, you might hear a truck out there. Oh, you're good. But we hadn't really been to church that much. And all I remember is being in the bishop's room and like the questions and my mom was right there and she's whispering them into my ear. But Sounds right. I and then I remember getting a Book of Mormon from my grandma and that's it. I, yeah. I did baptisms for the dead. I went through like the first part of the temple and then that was it. Oh. And that's traumatizing, too, especially as, like, a young girl and you're in a white outfit and all those old men are standing around and you're, like, just hitting puberty and it's awkward as hell. Oh. Or for me, wasn't hitting puberty and so it was awkward as hell because I was like, I'm just one of the boys. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They super still bloom. I'm fine. Hey, I mean, it's supposed to be spring out there, and it's not. So it's basically it's basically dusty out there. Dusty outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there when I'm ready. <laughs> that's the anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, it's like it's so. I like I, all I really remember from my baptism. I don't even remember like going to the bishop's office, but I remember my mom and dad saying like. We're going to get you a special white poofy dress. And, like, as a little girl, all I wanted was, like, a big, giant poofy dress, right? It was the <laughs> 90s. Come on. It had, like, the big sleeves. And, and that's all I remember is being so excited that I got this huge poofy dress to wear. <laughs> like, oh. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was committing to give 10% of my income for the rest of my life. Come on. I was mm-hmm. I just want a pretty dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, and it's like it's a day dedicated to you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> I had this bratty little sister that was driving me crazy. Absolutely give it all, all the attention. <laughs> a day that's not my birthday? That Well, it's around your birthday or whatever, anyway. <laughs> totally. totally. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting that, like, uh, you, you don't remember the baptism, but you remember the um, traumatizing... Uh, Bishop's interview, where it's like you're just this child, and this kid, this old man is asking you questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever go on trek? No, they changed to Moroni's quest when I was in Yemen. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I didn't. I got fed so well. It was so good. It was like catered. It was so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did not. Did you go on trek? I did, and I that was like right as I left the church. <laughs> I, yeah, it was Moni burial and I got up there and I was like I don't believe in this and I, I told the whole state because I just I did not care and it's amazing oh <laughs> I love that <laughs> it's where we live now because if you go in through Rollins, I don't know if anyone knows Wyoming, but there's a spot, place called Rollins, and that's where Martin Cove is, which is where the yep. trek the eastern side, I guess, or western side. So we go past that all the time, and I just remember every time we go past my bishop pulling me in, and he laid one. It was the oh. best. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> I, I was just... Oh, I would just love to see that. Just be like, this is bullshit. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I'd like Give to me my, my testimony that this church is bullshit. <laughs> is that basically what you said? <laughs> a lot more words. Oh, was a con. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh love you God. so much. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a lot of guts, but like, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> so I think a lot of like Exmo's have that in their brain of like oh i wish i had done that but you actually got to do it you actually got to do it yeah i was just at that point (laughs) (laughs) they wanted to make me go see like the state president and stuff and i just told them no (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing Uh i remember when they were trying to like reactivate me after my divorce my dad was a bishop and he was like trying to have an interview because I was living at home because I failed at life. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like, he like brought me in for like my yearly like interview or whatever. And he was like trying to ask me these questions. I'm like, I'm not having this conversation with you. Like, I'm not telling you how many sexual partners I've had. I'm not. Sorry. Like, it's so he sent me to the stake president. And the stake president was like, I, I don't know what to do with you. And I was like, good, me neither. <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen sorry buddy (laughs) so then they like recommended i went to like the singles ward instead of my family ward which was like an hour drive away and i was like yeah okay (laughs) i'll definitely be there (laughs) oh i don't know what to do with you yeah same (laughs) my life story we just don't know what to do with (laughs) Dustin. (laughs) <laughs> She's a lot. 
I'm guacamole. I'm extra. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the side, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so um, you said you live in what's it? And I mean, I lived the Exmo life in Mormonville, but like, what's it like in like Utah being like Exmo and? Because that's a whole different world. <laughs> oh, in Casper, you mean? Oh, are you in Casper? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind then. I moved out of Utah. That. <laughs> Wait, what? I moved out of Utah in September. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Um, one of my friends, she ha- she lives in Ogden, um, and she had her records removed, and uh, she did it the same day I did. And Aww. The bishop came to her house and, like, the Relief Society, like, she had a bunch of people come over. And then for me, I just had to call the bishop and tell him I was done, and it was done. (laughs) Um, It's so funny how different people go through different experiences, right? Like, like some people, like my cousin, she just, like, sent her letter and they sent it back. And me, I was, like, fighting over email with people, like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I will not come to your council of love. Yeah. Did so you uh did you go through what was it? What's that called? The Mormon no what is the thing? The Quit Mormon? Yeah, Quit Mormon. Did you go through that or you had to do the or did you you just called your bishop and said bye? Um, I found an email on one of the ex Mormon Facebook groups. Oh nice. <laughs> And I just copied and pasted it and filled it all in. And that's what worked for me. (laughs) That's perfect. I eventually had my sister, because she's still active, she, like, logged in to her, like, LDS account and was, like, looking for my (laughs) ward's bishop and got his email and sent it to me. She was like, here you go. (laughs) I was like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It is liberating. Like it's a like you said, it's like a closed chapter. It's you don't have to feel like you're associated. Like uh, I remember when Dusty like went through that whole thing, and she was like, "I don't want to be part of this anymore." Like, yeah. And I my non dramatic phone call to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I um. It's interesting because I'm like I was always like the good boy, you know, like the Peter Priesthood, and then like becoming the black sheep of the family is a whole different like whoop, turns a tabled. <laughs> how how does your family treat you now? Like you said, they're starting to kind of like move away from it. So how is your relationship with them now? Uh, me and my sisters are really close. I they my. One sister, she's 19. I think she's 19. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She is still pretty hard in. And then my younger sister, she's she just barely turned 17. Um, she's kind of been like me and always in and out of it. Um, but my extended family, like, they don't really talk to me. (laughs) Uh, They, we just don't have a relationship, and. I've just come to terms with it, and I think they have too, because I'm not living this Christly life, and I'm not getting married in the temple, and I have all these tattoos and stuff, and 
they just they see me as like I'm the one that's separating the uh sill of the family yeah they always take like the victim side like she left us (laughs) right yeah and don't take the time to figure out why you had the like and even if they don't like agree with what your like your decision to leave the church like they they don't see it as like family is important like the church drills into your head your head like how important family is and yet like when somebody has a disparity with the church and they like leave they don't and suddenly like you're just like well you're lost to us like we're just gonna keep going on our path and like you just go do your black sheep thing and we're just satan got her so we gotta just let her just and even going. one of the one of the temple recommend questions is, do you associate with people who are like not like are against the church? And so like as much as it hurts to not have like close relationships with some of my family members, I know that they have to answer that question mm. in order to like stay in their community. And so I have to be like, well, that's maybe that maybe they're not complete jerks to me. Maybe they're just trying to maintain that. Right. It's it's so horrible because the church just. From the beginning, even a believing member believes that God rips families apart unless they do this exact process that he's laid out for them, which is so it's disgusting. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They do their hardest to like seal families together, but let's just also rip them apart. I don't know. I just... Yeah. Seal them together as long as they're paying their 10%. Mm, that's <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> Always follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> the church doesn't have money. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That $5 million um, fee they had to pay to the SEC. Yeah. Terrible. Just terrible. Just the drop in the bucket of what they have. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Wish I had $5 million to just, hmm, yeah, just hush money. <laughs> I wish I had $5 just to go to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is, uh, I had a question. Never mind. I'm super <laughs> professional. It's like, it's, yeah. It's the time change. It's totally screwed us <laughs> up. We were like all over the place today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So what does your life look like now, like outside of the church? Like how how have you like created your own world? Yeah, I think getting out of Utah was the biggest thing for me. Um, It's very different here. Like here they have Baptists, but they don't bug you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then just. I think being engaged, I wasn't, like, married. Like, I had a boyfriend at 18, and we were together for a long time, but, like, I didn't get married right away, and I think that helped me a lot to mature and, like, wait for the right person. Yeah. And then, I don't know what else, just being away from, like, toxicity, like, being out of Utah, I feel, is, like, like, Utah's a very toxic place because of the church. And I think... Being away from that on top of getting my records removed has been, like, the biggest thing for me. Oh, that's so great to hear. I'm so... Yeah, because even my mom, who's, like, very, 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 very Mormon, she's like, Utah Mormons are so weird. 
just like <laughs> they really are though. Like they're their own little microcosm of weirdness. <laughs> so you and your fiance, when are you getting married? Oh, hopefully next year. We're planning on June fourth. Oh, I love that. That's so <laughs> cute. I love it. Aw. And it's and you get to actually plan a wedding. Like you get to set up your life together and decide like what you want your marriage to look like and what you want your wedding day to look like. You can wear whatever the hell you want and look yeah. fabulous. <laughs> and you don't need the stupid cap sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's incredible. I'm so excited for you. And like, just, just knowing that you're like starting on this path in such like a healthier headspace and getting to like have a life outside of like a cult, basically. It's so yeah. exciting for me. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and there it goes again. Just the thoughts just <laughs> keep coming, but then they go away. Anyway, <laughs> oh. well, did you, um, let's see, so you said you got the Book of Mormon when you were a kid, but, like, did you, did you actually, did you read it? Like, is that, like, I don't want, I don't want to trigger anything there, but, like, I just, did you read the Book of Mormon? <laughs> what was your favorite scripture in the Book of Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I didn't read it. I tried. I tried so hard, but it's I terrible. Like, it's not even a good book. Like just oh. as a fictional basis, it's not good. No. <laughs> I remember there's one scripture in D and C, and it's something like you can't eat meat or something. <laughs> yeah. And I asked my friend about it, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why can we eat meat if the scriptures say not to? And she's like, well, you can pick and choose the scriptures that you want to follow. <laughs> That is like a Mormonism in a nutshell. Just choose your favorite pieces. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah eat yeah. meat sparingly. So much meat. And they oh and so god. much sugar. So much sugar. So much sugar. So and like the Diet Coke thing is weird to me, but every Mormon I know like has a like Stanley cup full of diet Coke. And I'm like, you, That's you looking mom. at me with my cup of coffee and you, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so I worked at Desert book and that was always bugged me. Cause I was, when I worked there, obviously I was like, I was kind of going through my, I was like, in an, I, I had to be good and in the church because I was going to be in Idaho, but I also was just yeah. like, doing other stuff on my extracurricular activities <laughs> anyway so <laughs> um but that was like we sold so much chocolate we sold these like rice uh, rice crispy treats that were like three inches thick with like frosting on top of them and they were like and like m&ms on you know like I just but they loved them loved them and then they chocolates these handmade chocolates that are sold here that delicious but they just like sold like hotcakes. Like it's just, oh, but no, you know, don't have your coffee or your, you know, tea. Health in the navel and all that bullshit. Like, well, okay. <laughs> Everybody has diabetes by the time they're 40. It's fine. <laughs> like any wedding you'd go to, there was like a huge table of like cakes and cookies and ice cream. And, all this. and you're like, okay. 
Yeah. Weird. It's so weird. Everything in moderation except for sugar. Except for sugar and your Diet <laughs> Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you drink coffee, Sammy? Oh, I coffee, yes. Oh. <laughs> so good. It's my lifeblood. I'm like 90% coffee, 10% dry shampoo at this point. <laughs> 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 what was it that um every day dusty's like i need coffee i need coffee <laughs> every day every day <laughs> dusty it is 5 p.m you probably should not have coffee right now <laughs> i was making i have this like this like blends it's like a lavender blend powder that you like drink at bedtime it makes you feel all cozy and snuggly anyways i was making it into a latte my husband was like, are you drinking coffee? I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, like, it's 10 p.m. I was a little concerned. I was like, no, I just made like a sleepy time latte. Leave me alone. He's like, well, I'm about to have an intervention because this is out of control. <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Uh, oh, Dusty, tell Sammy about what's the double-double? Do you know... Do you know any, do you associate with Canadians, Sammy, ever? Like, do you, do you know? They are. Like a support group for <laughs> being my friend. <laughs> every day, every day is a, a new adventure. It's Today like. I learned about Giver and it was funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, funny, but like also like kind of Rapid. traumatizing because of the context. But, you know, it's fine. Look at some more trauma than the trick. That's right. That's a good way to. My friend is a yeah. traumatic experience. <laughs> but still not as traumatizing as the church, Dusty. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta up my game. Yeah. But, uh, Dusty, tell, tell us what a double double is. I, this is just. I mean, it's not. Two sugar. A double double. And she told me that she was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Dusty?" Because <laughs> I, I think I was like on video with you, and I was ordering a coffee, and I was like, "Can I get a large double double?" And you were like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> I was like two cream, two sugar, double double. <laughs> Which it makes sense when you get it. Those like, and but she, you could just if I were to go up to Starbucks right now and be like, "Can I get a double double?" They'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" Unless you were in Canada, then they would say a coffee with two cream and two sugar. Yeah. Because even if you go to McDonald's and order a double-double, they know what you're asking for. Yeah. I'm going to try this. <laughs> you should. <laughs> uh, Do you... Quad sugar what? For, quads for sugar for cream? Oh. Not That's... good. Mm. Not good. Triple, triple, three of three. Single, single. Oh. <laughs> so it's just, a, it's, okay. It's just whatever it is, yeah. What's a, what's a, I'm trying to think if they wanted five. What's that? Quint, quintuple? I think they would sir, say, sir, you need to go to urgent care. <laughs> <laughs> just down the road. We don't, just do that here. we don't serve your kind here. <laughs> They're just going to have to give you sugar water because we, we have a limit. <laughs> Could you imagine a cup of coffee with five cream and five sugar? You'd be like, okay, guys, let's go. Like, just go get some cocaine. It's fine. (laughs) 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 
Sammy's questioning all her decisions for being no, with us. She went came here today. What about the the devil's? What is it? No, not the devil's lettuce because that's marijuana. We won't talk about that. Um, we'll talk about. <laughs> is it legal in Wyoming now? Is it? I know Delta 8 is. I don't think that, like, the actual weed is, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's sad for you. Suck. What about alcohol? Are you? It depends. I'm on some anxiety meds, so uh, I try. Yeah, probably not a good idea. I hear you. I know. I was found out from my therapist, and I was the hate that I had to find out from my therapist I should have just known or like figured this out but she's like alcohol induces your anxiety and I was like yeah that would be make well I guess I should cut down on that (laughs) (laughs) just drink your Red Bull and Jaeger you'll be fine (laughs) oh my god Red Bull and Jaegermeister oh oh Oh, Jaeger shots are not uh, I'm having so many flashbacks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have I have a friend that's just um well yeah a friend that's going through she's kind of she's like Jack Mormon I don't know what she's doing anyway um she keeps talking about Irish car bombs like they're this exciting <laughs> new thing and I'm like honey that was like no. No, those for, you can you can have fun with that. I I've been there, done that. You're like that is that is a 22 year old shot. Yeah. No, that's not for him. Nope. I just remember we did a bunch of like Jagger bombs one time, and this guy and I that I was dating at the time, and we were laying in bed, and I could feel like his heart pounding so hard on the bed that I was like, I think you're gonna die. <laughs> it was not a good night. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay here and just watch you and make sure you keep breathing. <laughs> Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, we know. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> you're glad you didn't have to perform CPR on him. Yeah, I mean, I might not have. He wasn't, he wasn't a winner or anything. I mean, in my 20s, come on now. <laughs> I probably just, like, grabbed my shoes and been like, Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> a very different person, Ben. <laughs> so yeah, any other anything else you want to tell us about your? your whole it, story <laughs> it can be so hard especially being at the family functions <laughs> but yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do you know <laughs> family uh, functions sober yeah I hear you and I've learned I don't know if this will help someone else but for me I've learned like whether you're in and out, in or out you're judged either way so why not make the best of it <laughs> yeah it's true yeah you know they're talking about you behind whether you're in, whether you're out, that's all that Mormons do is they sit around and they just trash on whoever's not in the room right now because yeah. they got nothing else to do with their 
time, <laughs> but be judgmental. <laughs> yeah. That sums that up. I um, So my dad's side of the family is basically like these, they've been in this uh, tiny town in Utah for like ever. Like my granddad um, had tons of land there. He just passed away like, oh my God, is that two years ago? Anyway, um, a year and a half ago, something like that. And he, um, like, they're like a mainstay in that town. And I swear, like, they just sit and just talk about everybody who's not at the table. And um, I know I've been, like, I've heard from, you hear from other members of the family that it's like, oh, they were talking about you. Oh, they were doing this. And it's like, at some point, it's just like, okay, cool. You know, like, whatever. I mean, I'm glad I can entertain you for a little bit, I guess. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, you guys have such boring lives that you can't, <laughs> you know, only have, you just get to talk about me. Okay, cool. I love it. That's, my family does the opposite now because there's a bunch of us that are out, like my aunts and cousins and stuff. And so we'll be like, okay, so here's what I heard. <laughs> and we'll like do it to the Mormon family. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Because we'll be like, yeah, I don't think that their marriage is gonna last because like they just got married and and they're already like, I'm like, I love it, I love it. I'm on the other side now because you know they're talking about us because we're all sitting there with our you know beers and stuff and having a good time. Well, and I mean, you gotta just. I had one of my favorite aunts growing up, like, she just, like, won't talk to me anymore, so, and she's been very cold-shouldered to me ever since I, I don't know, and so, I just kind of, yeah, you just learn to shrug it off, and I think that will help people, like, it's hard to, family relations, like, is, they become very complex and complicated once you have this, like, once you've left the church, and so it's kind of hard, it's hard to navigate that at first, but once you just realize that, like, I'm just going to live my life and do what I need to do for me and what's best for me. And I don't, if that's okay with you, then that's fine. But like, but if it's not okay, that's also perfectly fine. Like that's up to you. It's, I'm not going, I'm not in control of your, how you respond to my decisions. So I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to let that inhibit how I interact with the world. And yeah, and our really good friend Becca, she gave us a really, um, a really good piece of advice that was imagine your Mormon family members as a robot with pro with programming, and they have parameters set up in their programming, and they can't veer off. And so you leaving the church is something that they don't know how to actually react to, and so they just have to continue on being like, okay, well you're out of the church, so now I can't have anything to do with you and that really really helped me when I was struggling with my parents of like they don't know they literally do not have programming to have the knowledge of how to deal with me and so they just do hurtful things because that's all they've been taught to do and that helps me kind of in that like kind of almost forgiving my parents because like they just don't they don't know any better you know yeah yeah so um I was also told on that line um uh therapist friend of mine said that like just your presence in those with those people in that group in that setting is a challenge to them and so they don't and they don't know how to like exactly what what dusty was saying like they don't know how to respond to that and so they respond negatively 
and um, or they just don't respond at all because they don't want to put themselves in that position where they have to respond. Yeah, you challenge what they know. They they know that when you leave the church, you have a horrible life. You'd never find joy. So you sitting in front of them, happy and healthy, engaged, pr- planning this beautiful life, that to them is like no, that can't happen You're because to be she's miserable supposed to be miserable. And, yeah. yeah. So it challenges their very perception of like what reality is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot, and I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it's like it took me so long because I used to like kind of walk on eggshells around my family a little bit with that. Like I'd kind of like just and even now, like they'll be like they'll do, you know, uh, dinner prayers or like whatever. My my dad's very uh, anal about like doing um, prayers before dinner and like he'll stop everything so that you can pray and I just I let them do it and I just I just pause for a minute and I just let them do their thing and then I move on <laughs> like I don't I'm respectful to them but I'm also just like I make it apparent that I'm not like I'm not going to engage in it yeah yeah it's so awkward because like if we have Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner or, like just family dinner or whatever I'm always the picked one to pray my dad oh, really? used to do that to me all the time. He'd be like, and Dusty, do you want to offer the blessing on the food? And I'd be like, no, Bruce, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hate the fact that they um, they do that to you. I, my dad I think that that's a on. teaching where they try and they say, like, if you're trying to help bring somebody back, like, offer them the opportunity to pray so that they feel the spirit. I think oh. that's like a training that they receive in the church because i know so many dads who ask their like non-lds children to pray over the food like it's a very common thing i've heard so Ew. Like yeah that. i hate it i hate it it's, really it's just like not, going yeah. after vulnerable people right yeah. <laughs> yeah i am okay with not being asked to pray because i okay so like i'm gonna supposed to feel the spirit when i'm saying blessings food that'll nourish and strengthen our bodies amen like, that rote prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Or like my little cousin, don't bless the peas because they're gross. So <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Nobody>. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny, and and I I know what you mean. Like it it does get easier, and it does get less awkward the longer that you have those interactions. Like I used to be very anxious about being around my parents. Just I was like worried about what I was gonna say or if I was like gonna drop that f bomb, and then my mom was visiting us, and we had gotten burgers for lunch, and my son who is now six was like I don't want a tomato on my burger please don't get a tomato on my burger, and he opens his burger and goes there's a fucking tomato on my burger, <laughs> and I was like hey that is a grown up word that we do not. Use use even though we hate tomatoes and my mom was shaking she was laughing so she was like trying to not laugh but she was just like vibrating in her chair because she was trying so hard not to laugh and so it's just like first of all my child needs to like clean up his language (laughs) (laughs) 
but it went from like being so nervous and anxious to like my mom having like a good attitude about the fact that my children are not taught the same way that I was taught. And it was good for her to see me parent too, where I was like, that is a grown up word. You are not a grown up. You, you are not allowed to use that word. You need to apologize, you know? So <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> <second> tomato. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way. I hate tomatoes. I know. I was gonna tell you about that. I was like, right what happened. I was like, Uncle Jake's gonna hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the see, and I like it does take time, and I've been um, I've been slowly like kind of letting my guard down too, and like because I've been just kind of like keeping that. Um, that piece of me that's, I don't talk about like my, I don't talk openly about like dates or anything very much. I let them ask me if they want to know, because I don't want to like, first of all, I don't, I don't want them to know, (laughs) but also I'm just like, um, as my sister would say, the icky stuff, but the, (laughs) um, the, and that's not even, what am I trying to say? But like, letting the my views on the church like my dad like just knows about like stuff that i've like posted on social media you know and he's he sees the angry side of it but there's not like there's not a whole lot of anger left in me i mean i, mean, I get i get mad but i'm not like I'm not just like out to like oh just fuck the church fuck the church i mean i flip off yeah. the church as i pass it <laughs> driving by every time but like that's just more for me and my like, <laughs> like what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> I hope all the Mormons see it. <laughs> I think, yeah, you get to a point where, like, I was very angry for a very long time. I mean, I'm just kind of an angry person, so. But you could, you do finally get to a point where you, like you said, you can take a step away from it, and it no longer is your like driving force is to be angry at what the church has done to you, and it's a really nice place to land in to just be like ah those fuckers (laughs) like on the podcast we like bring up stuff that like gets us riled up but then Mm -hmm. like but then we just kind of like shut the book and we move on you know like we're just like okay that was fun it was cathartic and I feel much better about myself and I can function for the rest of the week and then we do it again (laughs) it's a very like therapeutic to come on here and be like all right listen to this bullshit (laughs) (laughs) and like and to have that conversation with somebody who understands it and then to have people out in the world that are like yeah I yeah (laughs) like it's very validating to be like I experienced this craziness you experienced this craziness and now we can like sit here and be like this is crazy right (laughs) yeah because I think we end up sometimes, like, when you get in your head about it, you're, like, you kind of gaslight yourself a little bit. Like, am I? Yeah. Did I actually experience that? Was this, like, a, like, am I blowing it out of proportion that, like, we used to do that? You know, like, yeah, the baptism was, you know, at eight years old. And we were actually, it was a, <laughs> when you realize the implications of baptism at eight years old without the consent of a child actually giving consent, informed consent, like we talk about. Um, and like how that plays into the rest of your fucking life as a Mormon. <laughs> like it's just, it continues and it 
spirals and you get deeper and deeper. And I remember talking to my therapist and she was saying that like, we started getting into like the religious stuff and she's like, Oh, those are your core beliefs. That's going to take a lot to unravel. And then that was our last session because I had to leave the Navy. And then I was like, cool. Yay. I don't have any way to unravel this now, but now I do. (laughs) Now you're just screwing with a weird Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. He says double double and give her all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Can I go pick up a two for it? (laughs) (laughs) See, when I hear that, I think of a board, like a two by four. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two by four. (laughs) Whack. Yeah. (laughs) It's for for the geese that come into my <laughs> okay, that's in like a damn wonderland. I don't know what she has deer that come into her yard and Every day. squirrels. Kevin. Do, you, do, you, do you sing to them? Is that what? <laughs> I don't know. I just like open my drapes in the morning and the deer are just like, hi, bestie. How you doing? And now they're going to start having fawns and they always leave their little teeny tiny little baby fawn in my like flower bed. And so then I have to be like, okay, don't anybody bother it because then the mom will leave it. Then it's my responsibility. Like I can't raise a fawn. I can't. (laughs) It's Bambi. It's Bambi. And they just lay there. They're little spots. And they just like, look at me like, I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. I hear they have really sharp hooves. Yeah, oh yeah, they will like, like, they can, your innards. We have signs in Waterton that's like a big orange sign with like a deer rearing up with its hoovies and then like a person. It's like, caution, the hoovies (laughs) will decapitate you. (laughs) They're crazy. (laughs) The widow hoovies. It's like their fingies and their hoovies. It's like the widow fingies, but the widow hoovies. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I mean, see what I have to do. See, see what I Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's a saint. <laughs> Definitely going to the celestial kingdom. No TK smoothies for you. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you get a stripling warrior. <laughs> Ooh. I'll be dreaming about that later. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, <sighs> so do you have any um, like advice for people that are leaving? Because you said you've you've talked to a lot of your friends that have you, you kind of convinced not convinced them, but you've kind of like <laughs> helped them figure out how to leave and everything. Do you have any advice for people that listeners that might be on kind of the fence or? Um, I guess. My- like if you're thinking about getting your records removed just do it like don't wait (laughs) just freaking do it because the sooner you get it done the sooner your healing process starts i like that that's such a good yeah because as soon as it's like you said you close that chapter you can start writing a new chapter and that new chapter is so exciting because you can you can make your own rules (laughs) you can do your own thing (sighs) ah love it you you yeah. can get married in a strapless gown if, if you want to. <laughs> Have you picked the dress yet? So those shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Your simple shoulders. <laughs> oh, I love that you have tattoos too. Um, yes, 
I um and apparently they're supposedly now they can get them. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. We're probably gonna if I fucking see a CTR t- tattoo, <laughs> I am going to lose my shit. But <laughs> our thing. Our thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I still maintain it so like people of like with tribal cultures can like feel embraced by the gospel. I think yeah. I think it was an outreach thing and not a progressive thing at all. But that's just my that's just my thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> How many tattoos do you have? Can I ask Eight. Eight. Damn girl. Yeah. Nice. I think I don't know. I think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have to count too every once in a while. I'm like. <laughs> yes. Yep. Got it. <laughs> 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 Uh, I, love it. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on. It was good oh, to have you. you. Great conversation. I think a lot of it will um, resonate with listeners who are, um, and especially where you're so fresh out and like you're still discovering like how to navigate it. And um, to see that point in leaving the church is a very important part because it's such a vulnerable part because you're, you're in this, you're still trying to like, like write your new chapter and see what, where is my life going to go from here? And like, how do I navigate family relationships? How do I create a life that's not dictated and um, centered around the church? Because the church does become, I mean, it's your culture. And so it's essentially the same thing as like somebody leaving their culture. Yeah. It's your operating system. So now you have to write a new operation manual of how, how you fit in the world yeah. which is yeah. really daunting and scary but also really cool but the great thing is you have a great community the xmo community is very i will not say that like all of it's great because there's a lot of you have to be kind of careful about there's a lot of um i don't know anger and hate still among that and like i think some of the some people are still just living in that but um you just have to be careful about that but that you there's a lot of i think even more so now because of the technology that we have and social media there's a lot more opportunity for that support system to grow and for you to feel validated that way yeah for sure yeah there's well, some cool you. people <laughs> and also take time to take care of yourself like you said take a step away from instagram if it's too much sometimes like I don't like to look at my ex, like the, um, I don't like to look at my ex. Yeah. Well, I should have finished my sentence, but the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I get too much, uh, cause like the, the podcast Instagram account is full of just Xmo stuff usually. And so mm-hmm. I try not to, there's just days where I'm just like, I can't even scroll through that. Like I just, so I just, I've been logged out of it for the, like a month. Cause it was just, I was like, I, need to breathe for a second there's a lot yeah. <laughs> so i've been yeah. dumping it on jake because i'm the worst but <laughs> <laughs> and he loves it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you have to I th- and i think because we're so we're used to the church being our entire lives and so now that we're out we're like okay now this is my identity right and so we have to everybody needs to go through that process of where they're just obsessed with it and they just need to tell everybody 
everybody like Joseph Smith was a fraud and you know and so and everybody and that's different lengths of time for some people for some people they need to do that for a decade before they can get to that place of like eh, it doesn't matter anymore yeah so. I agree yeah. yeah sometimes it just takes a while to get your wrap your head around it and yeah understandably so yeah did you um have any any parting thoughts i think i already asked that advice for <laughs> people but do you have any questions, like parting thoughts anything, questions yeah. anything you want to ask us anything i will be your friends if you ever want new friends i do yes oh, i will be your friend cool. absolutely yeah. and if you i mean you said you stepped away from instagram but we can put your instagram handle in the show yeah. notes if you want if people want to give you a follow and like support you yeah. on your new journey because yeah. Yeah, having good people is, it's so vital. It's so vital to have people that just get it, that are just yeah. like, yeah, I completely understand the craziness. Because you said your fiancé was Baptist, and so he won't understand some of the nuances, right? Yeah. So it's good to have somebody that's like, no, I completely, I get what you're saying, I get where you're coming from, and it's good to have those people to like, yeah, you're not crazy. This actually did happen. <laughs> this is legitimate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so, your feelings are valid. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. feelings are valid. Absolutely. I don't even remember what its username is. <laughs> I think it's like at is best or something. Oh, perfect. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll find it yeah, or, or whatever you need. And yeah, I'll people can connect. The, and the post and yeah. Yeah. We'll make um, sure that only good people follow Sammy though. No, no yeah. meanies. <laughs> no, no weirdos either. No weirdos. Like creepers. <laughs> <laughs> no nudes. <laughs> I mean, then take the dude. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't. I don't. No. Don't no. <laughs> we'll go to Tallywhackers. It'll be fine. Can <laughs> I come to Tallywhackers with us, Sammy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or what is it? The um, Thunder Down Under? Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Let's go to Vegas. Take- Meet you guys in Vegas. Let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Sammy. That was really fun to talk to you. I'm so glad we connected. Yay. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. We'll do a check-in with you for like a year from now and be like, where's Sammy now? What have you done now? Yes. I'm going to put it in my planner right now. Okay. I'm blocking my planner. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's the thing that keeps the ball rolling sometimes. <laughs>